Well, we're here together. <laughs> we are at the end. Buckle up, hotties! It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin', panty people? Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants. I am Jordan Jally Alamad. That is Nate, Paralyzer by Finger 11 Alamad. And over there is Brandon Gene Takovic back. And together we are uh, the, hoop, the Hoops Department bosses at PoleTapSports.com. And we are powered exclusively by Jimmy's Dips, Joe Mama Salsa. And we are smothering ourselves in that luscious, luscious, viscous. Ooh, that luscious, luscious, viscous. Luscious, Dude. luscious, viscous. Luscious, luscious, viscous. Dukanen. Yeah. Yeah. What a day to record a podcast. The season ended yesterday and we have not one, but two off-season scandals to discuss. Uh, Spoiler alert, they're nothing. Well, you never know that, Brandon. So... Should we just dive right in? I have some pre-vibes talk for us. We didn't make a show sheet today, so let's do well, some pre-vibes talk. Some of us did, but you just decided to make your secret show sheet. Did you sheet. make that? Secret yeah, I did. Okay, well, I read I assumed it was... <laughs> My bad. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, so, well, we got, we got a couple things. So I want to start with the Wolves Twitter. They're angry. Wolves Twitter is very angry. Uh, you know, earlier this week, Jimmy Butler... Uh, went off for 56 points and everyone was like, I can't believe the Timberwolves chose Cat over Jimmy, which is not what happened. Do we have any thoughts on that whole 48-hour-old temper tantrum? Nothing? I mean, it, it was just really cool what Jimmy Butler yeah. did. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's a fun player to watch. I know we're not supposed to say that, but it's fun to watch him play. Yeah, I think we're far enough removed where you can say that. I think Cole Aldridge should shut the hell up. Yeah, I don't know why he's popping off Bench on players talking like starters. My lord, 3.3 points per game. Cole Aldridge, Go what are you doing? Go back to your West Bloomington yacht, Cole. Yeah, he's from Bloomington? Yeah, he's from PWB. <laughs> Man, he's talking like the get out of here. Prestigious. Okay, West go back to Cowboy Jacks, dude. I'm sure they uh, they miss your money. <laughs> all whatever, whatever, all 700K that you made over your career, which is actually well, he a made lot. a lot of money. Did he actually? He signed a big contract yeah. with the Wolves. He signed they like a, just last year was the first year we were done paying Cole. Oh, so I can't even talk shit financially yeah. about him. I he, thought he was I think we like paid a him like 21 million dollars or something. What? Yeah. No, well, it's the NBA contracts are inflated by 21 million for Cole. It was, it was, it was, was no, not per year. Nasty. It was like I think it was like still total. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cole Aldridge signed a three-year, $21 million contract. Oh, okay. Look at me over here, just knowing numbers. <laughs> you love Cole Ask Aldridge. me about AAV. I'm gonna ask I know you, nothing. I'm going to ask you about um, every white wolf in history because you about, love them. What about AAV? Oh, shoot. I don't. <laughs> Apple, Apple Valley. <laughs> that's, that's me. Hometown, that's, baby. Yeah. Not hometown. <laughs> Wait, that's where I live AAV now. AAV is... It's the it's African American value. What? Yeah. Average annual value. Oh, I thought it was African American vernacular English. Oh, maybe that I mean, means because I'm on woke. When we're talking that. about when we're talking about contracts, AAV means average. Oh, sorry, I thought we were talking about language. In maps, it's Apple Valley, Apple Apple Valley, Apple Apple Valley Valley. Tyus I hate Jones this. represent. I hate this. Anyway. Okay. Also, um, Wolves Twitter is mad about ESPN, Bleacher Report, and CBS Sports tweeting out memes about the Timberwolves losing. I think that's just how Twitter is. You shit post. I think it's a little the bit tasteless. ES- to the ESPN, the ESPN was, was weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So ESPN was like. Timberwolves fans leaving the playoffs. And it was the video of Cat thanking the fans for helping him reignite his love for basketball. The season his mother died. Yeah. It was, so fuck off, it ESPN. Was very weird behavior. Yeah. If that was like a normal dude, if that was like a like just a shit posting account or just like a yeah. guy, I'd be like, oh yeah, whatever. Exactly. Fair it's, joke. It was a weird thing to come from like the sports a leader. sports organization that's not like a 
a jokey Mimi sports organization. It it's was like the yeah. ESPN. It's the CNN of, yeah. Yeah, of sports and, and, and even shit. for the other outlets, it's like there wasn't really anything polarizing that happened this year. Like there wasn't like, oh, the Wolves did blah, blah, blah. Like let's – they didn't – Well, they – they traded five first round picks. For no, Rudy but like Gobert. nothing. Like, I mean, nothing like, during the series, yes. no one got punched in yeah, the nuts not like by Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Happened, and they post that picture. They just made fun of the whole fan base yeah, for no it was, reason. It was it was weird. Uh, and then let's see. Last thing before we dive in, the cops. Well, we have two more things. The cops were involved in an incident with Anthony Edwards. This just came out like an hour before we recorded um, last night. While he was running off the court, two Denver Nuggets employees claimed that they were injured by him throwing a chair. If you see the video, I think we see what they're talking about. And he moves a chair and it kind of hits them. It grazes a kneecap. It grazes. Yeah. So I don't I don't really want to talk about this too much because yeah. I think it's a whole lot of nothing. But if this were a big deal, we wouldn't have heard about it at 530 the next day. This yeah. would have been talk- like the beat reporters in the stadium would have been like, holy shit. Anthony Edwards <laughs> just hit a stadium employee with a chair. <laughs> Which makes it sound like the WWE. Like, I was really hoping for a great video or some audio where he just really goes in on a guy. Like it was just, it's just a whole lot of nothing. I what I, what happened is Anthony Edwards missed a shot. He was really frustrated. Ran through the tunnel, spiked a chair. Probably shouldn't have spiked a chair. The chair bounced up and hit a couple of stadium employees, and they thought, "Bingo, it's yeah. payday time." That's why we didn't hear about it till the day is because they want they went home, they got a night's sleep, talked to their significant other and they were yeah. like hey uh we need to pay the report from denversports.com though was like nasty character mm-hmm. assassination stuff yeah like both employees were injured by the play and by police, the thug anthony edwards had to detain him and it was like mm-hmm. well that is not what happened uh and then like and then nuggets fans were calling anthony edwards a thug how original um you know we are three dudes that went to a very white private christian college so we can smell passive aggressive suburban racism before it enters the room and it smells a little bit like i got i got news news for you if you're using the word thug to describe a black man that's probably probably a little racism also you employ Jokic the paralyzer finger 11 should he get the thug allegations whatever probably not from denver fans (laughs) (laughs) oh my god denver get it together you are showing your ass right now and then and then this is a small thing uh, Anthony Edwards liked a couple of comments on Instagram uh, where he the trade was or like the comment said the trade was the worst trade of all time. And then someone else said, I'll never forgive Minnesota for this. And Anthony Edwards liked both of those trades. Do we like or care about this at all? Well, we obviously don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care about it at all. It might have been Anthony Edwards. He's also probably got representatives who have access to his account. It might have been one of them. Um This social media stuff, I mean, Kat has liked tweets before Mm -hmm. complaining about trades and this and that and the other thing and firing coaches. And I think we make way too big a deal out of this stuff. Like the second we get any inkling that someone's mad or unhappy about something, we're like, oh, shit, they're going to ask for a trade. The franchise is over. Um, The two days ago, right after they had won a game, when Anthony Edwards was in a good mood, he called out Rudy for playing super hard and how proud he was of him in the post-game interview. Like, it's just not – they had just lost a game. He was really mad. Durf, do you have thoughts about Anthony Edwards' Instagram usage or should we just keep on going? I'm just not putting a lot of stock in – 
liked comment from two hours after the game ended from a 21 year old. Like, yeah, yeah, we're all set. We all said a lot of things we don't I, actually believe. I think there's a decent chance that Anthony Edwards probably hates that trade and thinks it was really dumb. They traded one of his best friends, Jared Vanderbilt, for a guy who isn't very well respected around the NBA because he plays like a weird not super visually appealing game. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that that's like news. Yeah. But it's Anthony Edwards is not good at Instagram. Yeah. He's got to stop. <laughs> yeah. That's, Instagram. That's, that's the best way to put it. Uh, okay. Well, that's our pre vibe segment. Did you like it? Let us know at no pants crunch on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You know what we do love Duke cannon, baby. Take your hair and hygiene to the next level with Duke cannon. All right. So we didn't talk about this on the show last week. We kind of mentioned it, but I did go to the middle East. I visited my family in Jordan and every day we'd walk around the desert and get sweaty. And I was Sandy and uh, you know, we didn't shower every day because you had to conserve water over there a little bit. But when I did shower, I brought some of my Duke Cannon viscous body wash. And boy, howdy, did that feel good. You know when you're gross and then you shower and you feel good? <laughs> Duke Cannon enhances that bu -bu -bu big time. All right. So they got the thick body wash. That's my favorite. I got the Bay Rum. Durf's got the Naval Diplomacy. How has the Naval Diplomacy been treating you, Durf? It's oh, so good. Oh, so good. I step out of the shower and all my cares are gone. I can smell Durf from here. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I want to I want to go on their website and see what else they got because they got some stuff that's only online that's not viscous, in the stores. Viscous, viscous, viscous. We love viscous. viscosity here. Huge viscous fans. Hang on, they got the they got the big ass brick of soap. We talked about that last week. It's not just for your ass. Okay, yeah, you is. can use it for your. <laughs> no, it's for it's, it's big, big ass, big ass. ass. Big ass soap. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Also, definitely wash your ass. Have you seen those like tweets on on like, like <laughs> you don't when you well, you don't wash your butt, you gotta wash your butt, guys. You definitely wash men. your butt. This is a men problem. <laughs> Spread it, get in there with the big ass brick of soap, do can and you're welcome. Hey, if you buy that big ass brick of soap or the scrubber or the hand soap or the thick body wash, you can do so at uh dukecannon.com. Use the promo code pull tab ten and you'll get ten percent off. Also, I'm seeing free shipping uh if you spend more than fifty bucks. Uh, you can also buy it at Target. All right. Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now. How are the vibes, gentlemen? Since we last recorded, we have been kicked out of the playoffs. Uh, we recorded after game one, right? Yeah. So after that game two happened, we lost 113 to 122. Uh, game three happened, we lost 120 to 111. Game four, Wolves win, Wolves win, 114 to uh, 114 to I put 114 to 80, but that's not true. Uh, and then we lost game five to 100, uh, 112 to nine. So. Uh, I pose the question, how are the vibes? Nathan, finger 11, Alsdurf, how are the vibes? You're a horse. That's my official answer. I think I'm just confused how the vibes are. Mm -hmm. Like I prefaced before when we were, when we last recorded, how like, yeah, you don't like, the NBA is kind of like chalk wins out and don't get your hopes up. We're at eight playing a one. We're hurt, whatever. But it doesn't take away the, the sting. The, yeah, the hurt, the inevitable hurt that we all have. And there's a million billion excuses. We've been hearing them all year. They've been piling up. Yes, the series is different with Jaden and Nas, but it just, I don't know. It, it like It feels like we learned some stuff about ourselves that we're it's like we can lean into this and I feel like we learned some stuff that we're like, this is how it is. I like, do I, th I think that the series <laughs> ends differently with Jaden and Naz, but I think that we saw that the ceiling Naz, with this team Naz. is just not very high. 
You think I, I think this is the floor of this team. I think that the ceiling and the floor don't have a lot of variance. You think we're in a tiny ass little short ass room? <laughs> I That's do. probably because this these huge guys. <laughs> That's why because small ball is dead, turf. We can't fit in these little rooms. So okay. I saw a tweet from Purple Jesus Diaries. Panty Nation, we in here. And he said that last year we saw the ceiling of the Timberwolves, and this year we saw the floor of the Timberwolves, which is why we're having like some cognitive dissidents with like you know the vibes of what you describe. Yeah. We can get into we yeah. can get into the yeah, back yeah, yeah, and forth. Yeah. We'll save it. We'll save it for that. I agree. I agree with you. I'm yeah. I don't. Th- I think we saw. I don't think there's that much more we can get out of right this group, and we'll we'll dive into that. More. Yeah, I'll, we'll just keep going. There's a couple things that I was just was going to talk about. Like Yeesh. we already know all of the excuses that are out there. Um, I talked about like learning a lot in playoff series. Um, mm. because I feel like that goes that's really important in evaluating, mo- like moving forward, seeing people step up. Um, and I think we saw the few things that we learned is NBA refing does not favor the Minnesota Timberwolves in a playoff series. Yeah. Uh, so that was sad and that was a bummer, but we did learn that Nah is a really fun player. Um, he's somebody that can't kind of came out of the woodwork and is something that we hopefully can employ as a future depth piece, something to build around. Um, cool tattoos. We learned well. that our bench is not very good. <laughs> well, that's where they like. We learned that, 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 that guys that wasn't suck. actually the bench. Like you just talked about, nah, that's actually, that should be the bench. Yeah, but I'm just saying without Nas and Jaden, our bench is extremely depleted. And what we saw was a bench that's not good enough to take the floor so that the rest of your starters are so are tired. Gassed. You have 36-year-old Mike Conley. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what I mean. It's more so like implied bad. Yeah. They yeah. weren't good I enough think, to even see the floor. I think. I think my point is, we actually didn't see the bench in that series. We saw like the backups to the bench because the bench was either hurt or in the starting lineup but, because yeah. the starters were hurt. We did get a brief resurgence of Macaroni Tony. <laughs> macaroni, and that was amazing. Game four Macaroni Tony is legendary. And now I just want him to fly off into the distance and we'll remember you fondly, but I never want to see him play for the Timberwolves again. I kind of, I kind of was, uh, I don't want to do much Austin Rivers talk, <laughs> but I was kind of like, you know, I like seeing him out there. He just runs around. I'm not sure why I didn't play more. I rarely agree with Draymond, but when he tweeted like, why isn't Austin Rivers playing more? I was like, you know, we could probably use. Well, we talked, we, ta- we talked about that on the, on the last Did show. We? I don't remember. We talked about, um, you know, trying to find that eighth guy and, our thought at the time was our the, friend. What? No, I, I at least, and I think, I think some of you agreed with me. I'm not sure. The point was like to lean into variance with guys that's right, like that's right. guys like Austin Rivers, Wendell Moore, Mine the guys not. who, like, you don't know what you're gonna get out of them. That's right. I and remember. you could yep, get yep, like yep, a yep, huge yep, yep. high yep. or a huge low. Whereas I Austin recall. Rivers is just kind of leaning into competence, where. He's not a ceiling raiser, but he's theoretically a floor raiser. You were an in target center when he hit that three. The ceiling was was <laughs> the ceiling was, was the roof. The ceiling was the roof, and it was great. Brandon, how are your vibes? Do you have any more bits you want to finesse in here? Or you want to um, organically shoehorn them in? Shoehorn them in later. I, I just say the biggest takeaway that we all had is that Ant truly is him. Yes, he's so good. I was looking at his playoff or his series breakdown last year versus this year, and. Like, if you didn't watch the game, the numbers also 
definitely back up the fact that he stepped it up this season this mm-hmm. year he kind of like took over that role of knowing like oh this is my team no one else is going to do it i'm so the alpha to. yeah exactly well i'm an alpha too derf i don't know if you knew that <laughs> okay d'angelo russell over uh, there it felt like anthony edwards was way more in control because last year i didn't know like what was going on i would kind of be it was kind of like a Kevin Love syndrome. I'd be like surprised at the box score, like, oh shit, Ant like went off. Whereas this series, it really felt like, oh, Ant's in control. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Ant was like a car when you're 18 where you like drive fast, but you didn't crash. But now Ant this year is like a Jeff Gordon. <laughs> Do you like that analogy? <laughs> or perfect. No, it was stupid. Okay, Brandon. Perfect is a word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, how are the vibes? Uh, I think the vibes are great. And you just got done talking about how great Anthony Edwards is. And I just think it's great because... I don't think we were, I never thought we were going to win that series. Um, Game one was a horrendous, soulless experience. The second half of game two was awesome. Game three was a horrific, soulless experience. Uh, Game four was awesome. And I thought game five was awesome too. Game five Um, was great. That was a really, I had a lot of fun watching that game. Great things to take away. We lost to a team on the road that went 35 and seven at home this season. And honestly, my number one takeaway from the playoff series is just like Durf said, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards on the big stage. We'll talk a little bit about cat later in the show. In the opposite end of the spectrum, we've seen that Anthony Edwards on the big stage thrives. Turn on the lights. He, he steps up and he plays his best basketball when things are the most important. And I think that is validating how well he played in the Memphis series to now back that up two years in a row just really proves that sometimes I think we kind of even undersell Ant during the regular season because we're frustrated about like the inconsistent level of engagement and Mm -hmm. he's not showing up against the bad team sometimes and it leads to like the fluctuations like the letdowns against like the Portlands and stuff yeah and we get lost in like the day-to-day but it was good to see like in the playoffs we kind of realize like oh shit, this is like a one-of-one one guy. Yeah, and his number's one too, which is yeah. pretty cool. Like this is a legitimate, this is a legitimate foundational piece to like a real contender. This is- Kevin Garnett yeah, level out, stuff. Out, outside of Kevin Garnett, this is something we've never even come close mm-hmm. to in this market. As much as we like Cat and Cat is a terrific player and a multi-time all-star and Kevin Love is a three-time all-star and, and Jimmy Butler for one year- but like to have a guy at the level Anthony Edwards is at right now at his age, like you see stats pop up. We don't even really acknowledge them anymore, but we see these stats pop up. And it's like Anthony Edwards has the most playoff points all time, except for Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Like, <laughs> like he's the only guy under age 21 to have 830 point games in the playoffs. <laughs> like, And so he's just doing really special yeah. stuff. And it's frustrating because we're losing the series that he's doing these things in, but we're seeing the foundation of like a truly special, like next level superstar player. And that's why the vibes are good in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I think the vibes are, I'm optimistic. My vibes are optimistic. Uh, fear is the mind killer forever and always. Uh, I, there, I, I, I hate, I put so much stock in the, in the, positive parts of the season i've kind of glossed over the negative parts because again i've watched a 17 win team uh for 40 minute 48 minutes a night for for years of my life so seeing you know going to the playoffs twice in a row 
uh, it really amps me up. I don't know what to make of all the offseason stuff. My vibes were astronomically high this morning up until like 4.30 p.m. And I'm like, oh, God, he hit a guy with a chair and now he's liking tweets. But I, I'm trying not to assign too much value to that. I think the vibes are optimistic. I think there's a lot to build on here. I don't know how they're going to build on it. I don't know what that looks like, but you know, when your franchise has Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels, I don't think the vibes could be uh, that that horrendous. Yeah, at I this agree. point, um, let's see here. Let's uh, in the show notes under how are the vibes? We have why does Jokic get to do all of that? Do we want to hit on that, or should we just gloss over it? I'm gonna get mad. It's gonna raise my blood pressure. I don't think we need to talk about Nikola Jokic. Like the series is over. That's more of a that's more of a question out yeah. to the echoes of the yeah. universe. Like, how come? Why does he get to do that? Um, who I did, think who, Beck put that in there. Going into uh, off of Anthony Edwards, who do you guys think was the best player in the series, Ant or Jamal Murray? Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is a hooper. Guys, Jamal Murray was unbelievable. He was so <laughs> insane. It was so much fun to watch him like run around. I, I I've decided that I don't really I don't hate the Nuggets, but I, I hate, hate the Nuggets. Either. I hate Jokic big time. But uh, I was sitting next to some some Nuggets fans uh, during Game Four. I would just talk reckless shit about Jokic. I kept yelling "white privilege," and Allie got mad at me. It was <laughs> apparently it was bringing attention to ourselves. But then I would go out of my way to be like, "Oh, Michael Porter Jr. kind of a, a hooper." Jamal Murray bubble back. I don't really like Michael. Porter I don't Jr. like Michael Porter Jr. at all. Why is his face? I kind of no, agree. It's, it's very square. No, it's mostly because <laughs> it's mostly because in a world without Kyrie Irving, he might be Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Is yeah, he, that's true. Is yeah. he a, is he a problematic guy? Yeah, he's a flat earther, anti-vaxer, conspiracy theorist guy. <laughs> oh, I didn't is know he, that. Yeah, yeah. Is he huh. anti-Semitic? I feel like I don't he, know if he's anti-Semitic. And again, I I was I want to be careful about Michael that. Porter Jr. anti-Semitic. Yeah, my, we're on the mic, dude. You could get sued for slander. I don't think we need huh. to talk no, about yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Anyway, he, he's kind of a loser, though. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't like that he had some back injury and then they got to get him at the end of the first round. <laughs> and then he just made a miraculous recovery. I, uh, miraculous recovery. He's still teetering on that back injury. What, what was it? Did he have back surgery? He's had it? multiple back surgeries. Who? Yeah, well, I hope he has more. Wow. What? Wait, who are we and talking And they're about? effective. <laughs> yeah. And they I'm, saved I'm his saying, back. Yeah, I'm saying, like, it clearly haven't worked yet. Who are we talking about? I zoned out. Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> okay, I was, I, I, was, was, I was hoping for his future physical success yeah, and health. That's Herb was wishing him well. That's yes, very nice. Exactly. Okay, what do we make of Cat? What do we make of a guy? Bad. Who, cat bad? No, I just wanted to fill the air. What are you asking? Uh, just Carl Anthony Towns. We talked about the successes of Anthony Edwards. <laughs> yeah. And then Ant. Or, so Ant was great. And then Cat kind of stumbled up until the, the last half of the series, which was great to see, which was very promising to see Cat come alive. Back break down the dichotomy of rising to the, to the lights. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, what yeah. do you make of this? I mean, that's my second biggest. My biggest takeaway from the series is Anthony Edwards rose yeah. to the occasion. My second biggest takeaway from the series is unfortunately Carl Anthony Towns. And man, this is this is three stinkers in a row in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's really really Stinky. hard. Yeah, like it. Stinky. And the second half of Game Five, he played really well. Mm -hmm. um, I still think they just needed more from him in that game, though. Like, if he knocks down a three at some point, they'd mm -hmm. probably win that game. And the rim attacks were great. The and ones were great. But Kept like, us alive, for sure. It needs to be said. Like he, <clears throat> when, But they were yeah. showing, like, three on Ant every time he got the ball. And so, like, like kudos to you, Cap, for getting to the rim and finishing. But, like, 
There's a lot of NBA players that can get to the rim and finish when there's a guy drawing the attention of three guys up at the top of the key. I thought it was pretty crazy how he. So I delete that. I came, I Dumb. came away from the series very, very unimpressed and unenthusiastic about the future prospects of Carl Anthony Towns. I just, man, he was the turnovers, and it wasn't just. The defense last night on Jokic was good. Yeah, he did a great job. But it really felt like the lights got too big for him. Yeah. Like we talked about how in game one, it felt like he was rushing everything yep. and, and moving too quickly. But then in the other games, like he was just, he kept his composure with the refs, but like the turnovers were terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And he never got in any sort of rhythm shooting the ball. And he just didn't really know, like he didn't know how to pick his spots and didn't really know how to fit in mm-hmm. to the flow of the offense. It just it looked kind of it looked stagnant. He was one for five from beyond the arc on average throughout the the series. Eighteen yeah. points a game, ten rebounds, two assists. I think the pro- the problem is that they eighteen need, turnovers. They needed more. They needed more from him in this series. And it's just he's had good games sprinkled in here and there, but the postseason resume has gotten too big to ignore at this point. Um, yeah. The Houston series, his first playoff series, was was terrible. A terrible showing from Cat. The Memphis series had its ups and downs, but ultimately they lost that series because he was the center and they couldn't rebound. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge mark on his legacy. And outside of a good second half of Game 5, he was, he was terrible mm-hmm. in this Denver series. And... They lost three close games. And I'm not saying that they win those games if Carl Anthony Towns is better. But Shit, man. They, they make, were they really close when he close. was really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Durf, any thoughts on 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 the enigma that is Cat? Um I guess, I guess first off, I completely agree with your with your thought back. It to me, it went from Ant and Cat being one A and one B to a very clear one and two and then sometimes during the series three like cat was just not reliable i mean you you have your supposed best three-point shooter on the team shooting 25 percent in the series it's like the whole purpose of having him being able to pop out and then have rudy to get the boards like it's supposed to help with spacing but it's also supposed to help with him getting more shots up and he took less and made less and it just they were some bad misses man like some wide open threes that you just have to hit in big moments and stuff that like you you know what's crazy like when he came back from his injury we had like the golden state game like he, he was the team was yeah rolling and you're like oh shit is this the year that that happens so the, but the more i think about that like the the west coast stretch where they where they or the game like they beat atlanta they beat golden they beat the clippers Golden, they, how, how did that go? They beat Atlanta, lost to the Clippers, beat the Lakers, Warriors, and Kings or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever that really good. He didn't sh- play the Kings game, I remember. Well, so that was going to be my point. Ant didn't play in the Atlanta game. Rudy didn't play in the Golden State game. Cat um, didn't play in the Sacramento game. It's just. Do we load manage? Is that the Tim Connolly method? No, it's just <laughs> that it's, there's so little evidence that this thing works yeah. with them together. And uh, we have we have off-season planning talk further down the show, so I don't want to go right into that from if we have more to talk about with the series. 
Do we have um, more to talk about the series? I feel like we're all just so exhausted from it. Like, oh man, like we could have won one, maybe two more games. Yeah. If Cat showed up, we could have won four if Nas and Jaden yeah. were there. We could have won seven straight against the Nuggets. We could have murdered them. Maybe. If we had Josh Minot in the yeah. starting lineup. I mean, we can keep talking about the series if you guys want, but I feel like everybody understands that this was just an overused term here, but microcosm of the season. Yeah. It yes. was just like two steps forward, two steps back, sometimes so, three. So that's the thing. I was actually thinking that same thing during game five last night. Mm -hmm. Like microcosm for the season because the two big characteristics of this team are like they fight like hell through adversity, but that adversity is always self-inflicted. Yeah. Like they're very good at overcoming the shit they did to themselves. And like Jade McDaniels punched a wall and Nikhil Alexander Walker <laughs> is a revelation. And like in game two, like they have this amazing comeback in the second half on the shoulders of Anthony Edwards because they got down by 20 in the first yeah. half, turning the ball over all the time. The Knicks game, they they come out, they play really hard, they get a great win after they just like shit all over themselves in the Chicago game two days before. Yeah. Like they're just they the up and down was always. You like, sound so tired of this team, Brady. I, I, <laughs> I, I really do. In your voice. And I don't have a lot of nice things to say about the offseason. It's nonsensical. Stuff. Oh, it's, boy. It's so hard to talk about nonsense. Like, the, the things that happened to this team and this franchise. I, I had fun. Just, no, I know. It, that's, there is fun moments, for sure. To Beck's point, like, the fun comes out of the terror and agony that we go through. Well, yeah. Because, and I mean, this is the thing that bugs me the most about it is... And we're happy because this we have a clean slate. This season is over. I promise we're happy. We're very happy people on this podcast right now. Like we'll talk about where they go from here in the offseason and all that stuff. And we have very little evidence that this thing works. And it's been ugly and bad and all that stuff. But if this team could just be bothered to take a 15-win team seriously... They would have been the four seed hosting the Clippers. What do we make of that? What do we make? So let's move. That's a good. That's a natural progression into. Should we do offseason talk? That seems like a good bridge to offseason talk, huh? Sure. <laughs> this yeah. Brand, Brandon sounds like a guy that got that hates the NBA schedule, making him stay up until one a.m. every My morning. My favorite part is exasperated. that back ten minutes ago is like the vibes are good, and now he's talking himself yeah. in, into. Okay, the, we started good. talking about cat. <laughs> Okay, so the two big experiment, how are we feeling? We're not feeling great about it. Um, it oh, I remember what I was going to say. This is the last thing about the two big experiment. When the team is kind of cooking, it looks like it's so hard to get there and so many things have to go right. And when it goes right, and I've said this on the pod numerous times, there's like five minutes of like, this is great basketball. This is good stuff. I see the vision. Tim Connolly, you're a madman. And then it just goes away. Anything else we want to say about the two bigs, or should we move on to? Well, so I have a lot to say about the two bigs. Oh, you more? Moss. Yeah, yeah we can so, talk about this for a little bit. I mean, we've seen. So we saw like awesome. We saw like awesome Anthony Edwards this series, but it always felt like he was overcoming this self-inflicted adversity of like this horrendous roster fit of Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns and just these like big guys like getting in his way all the time. And Ant might be good, good enough to overcome that. But why would we continue to subject him to that? Like mm -hmm. 
What is the actual likelihood from what we've seen? Like if you had to assign a percentage chance to it, what is the actual likelihood that this Rudy Cat thing works? 15%. Like like yeah. I, I like optimistically like 25%. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Like is a fully optimized version of this the ideal structure for Anthony Edwards, who we just spent a bunch of time raving about how awesome he is? It's undeniable at this point that it's his team. So even like, why are we so invested in this like thing that we're acknowledging is like a low likelihood to work? And even if it does work, do we think it's like awesome, awesome? Or do we think it's like just fine? I think it could be awesome, Blossom. I, I, I think I think it was a I think it was a quick fix. It was like no research, just like hey, we need bo- boards. This guy is available and gets boards. Okay, make it happen. Like it, it I agree to exactly. your point. Like it, it maybe it does work, but it, does that put you in the caliber that you should yeah. be at after making that trade? Exactly. Like my point is that I don't even see how the version of it working is good enough for the risk you're incurring to just continue to trot out this like the zombie this team thing that doesn't really work. Um, Is this because we never saw Utah Rudy? Cause like I've been looking at highlights from Utah. That was a different man. That was a different uh, man who tried very hard and was good. I think Rudy Gobert. This is the other problem. And, but I we, think, we wouldn't make the playoffs without Rudy. I was being kind of harsh on him. I, I think Rudy was a big part of the season. Sorry, I think Brandon. individually Rudy Gobert was fine mm-hmm. this season. I mean, he wasn't, we need to let go of the price we paid to get off him. Sure, we overpaid. Rudy Gobert, the basketball player, for the most part, was fine this season. He mm-hmm. was impactful defensively. He wasn't the best defensive player in the world, but he was one of the 10 best defensive centers in the world. And he was he was good and positively impactful. He rebounded his position well, but he didn't fix the rebounding problem because the rebounding problem was always more about the guards than it was the bigs. Um Carl Anthony Towns missed 50 games, and when he played, he was mostly good individually. Anthony Edwards was mostly good throughout the season. He was an all-star. He had this amazing playoff run against Denver, but it never all worked at the same time. And I think it's I think it's a little foolish to just assume that was an accident. That we mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. it was really bad luck that they never played well at the same time because so much of what they do seems to bastardize what the other ones do well. Anthony Edwards clearly doesn't have faith in Rudy Gobert's ability to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert hasn't given him a reason to yeah. give him faith in his ability to catch the ball. Anthony Edwards, I know everyone wants us to run a ton of pick and roll and be this super like disciplined play team. Anthony Edwards sucks when you set a screen for him. <laughs> I'm confused. Like we've got the best screen center in the world, but that's not the, the best way to optimize Ant. And Carl Anthony Towns, like theoretically, should be a great 1A spacer shooter. Carl Anthony Towns does not make quick enough decisions. I wish he would, because when he does, it's great. He like Carl Anthony Towns, he he always has to catch the ball and survey and pump, jab, pump, jab. Dribble and just like grinds everything to a halt. This is where we're getting to the point, like for offseason planning, I think they're going to run it back. I don't think they should. I think they're going to hide behind the Carl Anthony Towns missed 50 games. I think they're going to hide behind Jaden McDaniels having a broken hand in the series. Nas Reed breaking his wrist. Hot take. I would trade both of them. 
I was about to say it's either it's either none it, or both. I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's pick one. I don't think it's I don't think they'll do this. I don't think it's pick Rudy, pick Cat. <clears throat> I don't believe in either of them enough. With this man much, is sleep deprived and angry and cooking with gas right now. I so I don't think I we talked about it. I don't think Cat is a viable postseason player at this point. I think the the sample has gotten too big. I don't trust him defensively enough to be the, the the center by himself of a successful postseason team. And we've just gone through 40 games of seeing that pairing him with a defensive-minded center does not optimize him. Mm-hmm. He's it, it negatively impacts the defense. The spacing negatively impacts his offense. That's that. Rudy is fine. He's going to be 31 in the offseason. And I think his trade value... We're going to be 31. Yeah, I and I can't play in the NBA. <laughs> not, yeah, um, not with that attitude. I don't think Rudy Gobert's trade value is as bad as people think it is. Yeah. I know. Whenever if he ever gets traded, people are going to be mad that we didn't get five first round picks for him. That's kind of the that's kind of the nature of making trades. Is you were the team that was willing to give up the most mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a guy, and it's like driving a car off the lot. I know. Yeah. I know that yeah. people. I know that it wasn't what we wanted, but part of the value of the Rudy Gobert trade was we got a full season of Rudy Gobert playing basketball. And yeah. that decreases the value of the trade. He wasn't as good as the player we got. So yeah, we're not going to get four first round picks for Rudy Gobert. Um, we're definitely going to, we definitely could get one. We might be able to get two. Uh, we we get would two for sure. We would get $40 million worth of players in return just because that's how math works. Um, yeah, we don't know that. <laughs> I I just guy. think. I Man, think, I was in the group chat and my other group chat, not with you guys, being so positive about the offseason out here. It's like I just have nothing to counter these concerns because they're so real. But I'm so blinded by the second half. Of the positive thing. is we know. And, and yeah, yeah, we know I, now. So like I said, I just that my problem isn't that I don't think it will work. My problem is I think it's unlikely to work. And I don't even think it working does anything more than prove a point like i don't think there's any way that this is the way to fully optimize a team centered around anthony edwards and that's what you need to do so i'm gonna this is my one thing and it's not enough to counter what you've said but it's my one thing it was nice to see uh and this is just the second half of game five <laughs> or just game five in general it was nice to see oh you know Cat's asleep, but here's Ant. Oh, now they're going to double up an Ant. Now Cat comes alive. I know Cat could have done more, but it was nice to see that two-man game work. But at that same time, it's like, well, where's Rudy there? Yeah. I mean, he was, what, 15 and 16? Which is great. That's all Rudy needs to do. Rudy, if you're listening, please, you, we don't need you to score. Yeah. Put up two points, 15 boards, two blocks every game, and we will love you. And try hard. Yeah. Uh, but and that's so- my only thing. Like that was kind of, It kind of gave me some promise, but it's not enough to overcome. Just, again, yeah. how difficult it is to get there. And, and that's just so frustrating. That's the thing, though. So you're right. Anthony Edwards going off, then they start showing two, showing three at him. And Carl Anthony Towns took advantage of that. There's a lot of NBA players Kevin could take that can take advantage of that. of that. And I think that's the problem. If that's what you need to get like a semi-effective Carl Anthony Towns in the postseason, he's just not good enough. And I think Carl Anthony Towns is a terrific basketball player. But it's getting really, really hard to 
defend the idea that he's a viable player in the postseason. Oh, I don't think anyone's defending that. I think it's just, And uh, if he's not, then you just have to move on. Because you have an opportunity with Anthony Edwards that just like you don't get these opportunities all the time. They took a big swing on Rudy Gobert. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Keep trying shit. Yeah, like the Sixers. Just keep trading. So who who, who else Sixers, has done that? So this is a the Sixers are actually a great example. Um, the Sixers uh, four five years ago, the Sixers had Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler had just left as a free agent. They had all this money to spend. And they went out and they gave a max contract to Al Horford. And they tried two centers with Al Horford and Joel Embiid. And Ben Simmons was the point guard. And Tobias Harris was a small forward. Small ball is dead. Guess what? It sucked. They were terrible. And you know what they did in the offseason? They traded Al Horford. Immediately. One year. They were like, this ain't it. And guess what? Now... Three years later, the 76ers still have Joel Embiid, and they're awesome. Are they awesome? I mean, not awesome, like cool. Awesome, like good. <laughs> I don't want to watch 76ers basketball. Yeah, but they're good. Yeah. Do you want to be subjected to that? Do you like winning or do you like having fun? Personally, I like having fun. I think we drastically underrate how much fun winning is. <laughs> um, you don't know what you don't have. Durf, do you have any thoughts about Cat and this whole debacle? We've been letting Brandon Cook because I feel like it's a lot of stuff that we don't want to say because I feel like we're generally positive on Cat Pod, but I, these, I these wanna, are things that have to be said. I want to be. Po- I, I love Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think he's a bad dude or like I hate like the people that go after him because like the weird cringy quotes and stuff. Yeah. Or like treat it as like some character flaw. Yeah. That he's this is purely struggled basketball. in the postseason. I just think you have to acknowledge the reality of what he's shown himself to be. Mm-hmm. I have no comment to that because uh shit, man. Fear is the mind killer only works when the season's happening. And it's not. Uh should we move into so <laughs> favorite season <laughs> moments? Yeah. Can I can I respond to Beck's thing? Or yeah. <laughs> well, I thought we had to do off season like potential things we want. You just said, Do you have any yeah. counter to Beck? Yeah, and then you? Beck continued talking, and <laughs> yeah. then you were like, All right, let's move on. <laughs> My bad, Durf. Do you have anything to count? Yeah, I just was gonna say, like <laughs> Yeah, I got something yeah, to say. I have like I have a, a lot paragraph to say. and notes. Um I mean, I a lot of it's what Beck has already said, but I, I want to say it too. Um, it's what's going to happen is nothing. What if they were going to do something, it was pro- it's probably Cat because I just feel like Tim Connolly's not going to punt on his biggest move. He makes a massive move like that in a season later. I just think that hubris is going to get way too yeah, in, in the Yeah, it's So I don't think that's going to happen. If something did happen, I think it's Cat. I think that if I were choosing, I would choose to keep Cat and move Rudy. And I think, to Beck's point, a perfect scenario would be them just punting on both. I completely agree with that. I think you can get productive. You get a lot of stuff. You've seen, you can get a lot of stuff. You get a ton of cap space. You can build towards Ant. Um, on the, I don't know if you guys listened to Dane Moore's podcast today, but him, uh, Chris, and Jace were on, and they were talking about, I think 
at one point I was listening to it and I was like, it really sounds like Dane is speaking directly to Tim Connolly because he's, he goes on, he starts being like, you do this, you need to do. And I was like, honestly, cook Dane, like he's, he's basically just like, he's pleading to the organization. Like you try to do this thing where you have two timelines that are staggered. You have cat's timeline and you have ants timeline. And I'm sorry to cherry pick this point, but I think it's a really good point Mm -hmm. is that they've been trying to appease both and be like, we kind of are in a win now mode because of Kat's timeline, but that's not necessarily where Ant is. Ant's still on the incline. Mm-hmm. He's still just showing, he's now showing that he has that next level. And we got to, we got to take a couple, a couple steps back. It's, it just wasn't the time and yeah. it wasn't the move. I, there's, again, I said this last episode, as much as I give Tim Connolly, I do, in the moments where it's working, I'm like, holy shit, double timeline, two bigs. <laughs> look, look at this man. But again, it's just it's just so hard to get there. And also, like we saw Jaden step up offensively, and it's okay to take a step back uh, if we had picks. Um, well, and well, this year we have a pick. I'm not or next year. Or, or, yeah. We have a second. No, or, or when's our, ne- our next season? Yeah, our next offseason, we have season. a first round pick. So next season, we can be bad and get a pick next season. They went strategic tanking. They went 42 and 40 this year. Like, they're going to get players back if they trade Carl Anthony. If they were to trade Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, they would get players back. And Anthony Edwards and Jade McDaniels would be a year older. Is it really a step back? Like, do we think that team can't go 500? I think they could. They absolutely could. Like, Let's I mean, wall- you'd, be, you'd be punting on the idea of whatever the ceiling of this, like, it's just this like three max players, cat, Rudy, ant thing is. I don't think it's hubris on Tim Connolly's part that's gonna keep him from making a trade. I think it's just a fact that Tim Connolly's the one that he made this trade because he believes in it. So he's gonna look at things from the we don't have a big enough big enough sample size. We don't have enough time because he's coming from a place of thinking it will work. Mm-hmm. Other people who doubted it from the start are seeing pretty much every, all the data. It's not a lot of data, but the data we have proved those people right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's, well, I mean, it's a tad hubris. It's it's every GM because if you make a deal, you're like, well, I yeah. saw the benefit and whatever. But I just wish that he could see this as like a third party and be like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Let's yeah, whoopsies. Start over. My only thing, and this is just an emotional point. It makes me, when you have a guy like Cat stick around with an organization for this long, with an organization that's been as cursed for as long as we have, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth to move off of that. You know, it's not, I think you should, you know, Cat should only go if he wants to go. And if he wants to go, he can go. Uh, but again, he is probably our most valuable trade piece. So it's like, and at, at a certain point, um, I mean, Ant is our most valuable trade well, yeah, piece, but yeah. we're not going to trade him. Yeah, so let's say Gobert and Cat are on the block and we trade one or both of them. What are you guys looking for in return? Maybe if you have player names, that would be great, but at least, like, what are some player archetypes that you'd like to see filled yeah, by Gobert? Five first-round picks. <laughs> I don't really. Eh, I don't. I don't, I don't care want about picks. Of, I, I know. I want draft picks. Um, yeah, but picks could be anything. I'd rather have the. I would rather have the value come back in player form. I mean, it's two very different things mm-hmm. when you're talking about Cat and Rudy. I mean, the. As much as I just said, I think Rudy Gobert's trade value is higher than people think it is. It's not as high as Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, you're yeah. getting like, legitimate like. Not like foundation level to like the Ant Jaden, but like second tier foundation level players. He's a guy. He's not yeah. the guy. You're getting guy. You're getting a guy. At least one guy back who 
is making 25 plus million dollars and you mm-hmm. don't hate that you're paying them that. Yeah. Um, so I like I'm a big we need a point guard after the, the Conley era is done because he's got like one or two years left. Um, and I, I would like, like I would like a guy that can just run around like crazy and like just pop threes. So that's like of the teams that, that are like theoretical cat destinations. Uh, it's the it's Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's the Knicks. It's the Clippers. Um, it's Portland. There's always like there's always net steam with cat because well, he's yeah. yeah. I, Everyone wants to think we can get Mikhail Bridges. I'm not for sure we, can, we can't Mikhail's get Mikhail awesome. Bridges for him. Yeah, but we want. And we're not taking the Ben Simmons contract uh, in a cap oh, trade. I believe in Ben Simmons. I think Minnesota passive aggressive nice would be great for him. <laughs> you think that's going to heal his back? Yeah, because we're generally nice. My favorite yeah. part is that you, you brought this up sporadically in the group chat, and and finally, no, I don't. Th- I didn't know you didn't know how much he was making per yeah, year. I, I had no idea. Had a salary, and you were like, "What?" Like I, this whole time when he kept bringing it up, I was like, "What?" Like I you know forgot. Ben Simmons is making forty million dollars a year, and he's getting DNP coach's decision. Charlie's immediately like, "Oh, I did I'm not like, know that." Whoopsies. Um, well, there's going to be a hell of a sweetener to take that contract like Mikhail Bridges. I think the step, to, I mean, if they That'd can get Mikhail Bridges in a Carl Anthony Towns trade and they have to take Ben Simmons back, like, you probably have to do it because Mikhail Bridges is mm-hmm. probably better than Cat. Like, just like straight up. Contract value aside, like, I don't know if I would just, tra- if I were Brooklyn, I don't know if I would trade Mikhail Bridges one for one. For Why Carl do people Anthony say that? Because I wouldn't either. I, I don't think they, I I don't think I would. Well, people are, people are saying like Mikael Bridges is going to get traded this this summer from the Nets. Well, because I think there's a chance they they would because the Nets are kind of just like they need more directionless yeah. right uh, now. Like I think Mikael Bridges is an awesome. Some of them are an awesome player. Yeah, why wouldn't you just but, build around him? Well, because I don't think you can build something that good around him. Because oh. he's probably in that cat tier, right? Uh, okay, where he's not a but, true star. Okay, so think, back think to the trade. Just, no I more Mikael like Bridges. Pie in the sky. Yeah, if you're talking about like. Point guard that's running around popping threes like Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. From the Knicks. The Knicks thing is always weird to me though, because like I don't know why Tom Thibodeau would want Carl Anthony Towns. Because Tom Thibodeau hated Carl Anthony Towns. And I watch what the Knicks do right now, and I cannot put Carl Anthony Towns in that scenario and see it not making things worse. Also, turn off the lights. Like, yeah, you're playing at MSG I, every night. I don't know if he can handle mm-hmm. that. So, Is Brooklyn a potential cat destination? Because they need like a center type guy. Brooklyn? No, they got Nick Claxton. I, I think I think the team... No, so not, sorry. Boston. Boston. They've always been kind of a cat link destination thing. It's impossible to know. Toronto is an obvious one yeah. because Toronto hasn't had a center for like ever. Um, if they could get... OG Ananobi as like the foundation as like the centerpiece of a cat trade. I would take that. I think like a big defensive mind wing. For- that, I mean, he wouldn't be one for one. It yeah. would be he would be. I, I'm talking about who's the best player uh, okay. you're getting back. I want the package for the Raptors. Tell me what it would be. It's impossible. With all the tra- they have yeah. so many, they have so many free agents right now. Cause like Fred Van Vliet's going to be a free agent and Gary Trent's a free agent and Jakob Pertl's a free agent. and mm-hmm. But like theoretically, it would be Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi and some sort of picks compensation. Okay. Um, as the idea. I don't hate that. Um, 
I think the Clippers make a lot of sense. Cat and PG are like best friends. Do we get Kawhi? No, I do <laughs> not on. want Kawhi Letter. Is that sad? That's so. That sucks. I, maybe he doesn't like the big city thing. Maybe he needs like a more Toronto His adjacent place. His meniscus is torn. Yeah, but yeah, because of the big city. <laughs> but it's because of the big city brand. <laughs> Those potholes they don't have. Yeah. Um, I think like Norm Powell, Terrence Mann, they don't have like as good a player as OG Ananobi, but you're probably getting more picks in that scenario. And they have like lots of good role players. But I do think you have to be careful if you're trading a player of Carl Anthony Towns caliber to not be getting like a guy guy mm-hmm. in the deal. Like, I don't think you want to just break it up into all role Here's a players. bunch of 12 to $15 million. Yeah. 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 You want I think a, you want a guy. I think you want at least you one want a guy. You want a guy guy. Like at least one not guy like you can guy, hang your hat yeah. on. But a guy guy. Yeah. A guy guy. Yeah. And that's like, a I think OG Ananobi is like right on that level. Yeah. I, uh, I, agree. what about, what about John Collins? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, the no, cat, that, that's just a nod to the every single year perennially he's in there, trade discussion. There's always a Trey Young Wolves jersey swap on my timeline, and I just don't like it. There's always a emoji. Luka Doncic uh, Wolves. <laughs> that's, Who does that? That's yes. not unrealistic. Yeah, I'm about to block so, this tweeter. Yeah, I think Dallas would definitely want Cat. Dallas doesn't have any good players other than Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, so no thank you. I do not want you don't what want about Luka? JJ, JJ well, they're Barea. They're not going to trade Luka for What Kat. if Luka's so mad? Cat for JJ Barea straight up. Well, J.J. Barea is retired. Yeah. I thought he died. So you're doing the deal? You thought he died? No. <laughs> I don't think it was a funny That's joke. That's a funny joke to make. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, then the uh, the Rudy one, like, Rudy to Atlanta makes so much sense. So for John Collins, who, who does Atlanta have? Let's talk about it. I thought I thought John Collins and DeJounte Murray until DeJounte Murray kind of fight with a ref. Yeah, I, I don't like that guy. Deon, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Clint Capella. I know Sadiq we want to get away from... Just like, I think if you traded Cat and Rudy, and in the Rudy trade you got Clint Capella back, that would make a lot of sense next. How, to how about this guy? Say Vit this, Kreji. Yeah, I don't think he plays on Atlanta. I typed in Atlanta Hawks roster and look at Vit, look at Vit Kreji. Yeah, well, he used to play for the Thunder. We don't want Vit Kreji. What? He scored eleven points and ten rebounds and five assists and one block in thirty-two minutes on a, in a game. Over Lakeland. This is a G over League. Over Lakeland? <laughs> this, is, this is a G League thing. He is not He is not in the NBA actively. I think that's by Stillwater. <laughs> he was an uh, NBA uh, 2020 draft round two pick 37. But yeah, I've been kind of, I've been kind of, uh, I've been kind of dominating this conversation. What are your guys' thoughts? Vit Kreji is the guy. Sally wants Vit Kreji. Do the Kregi. jersey swap. I got a Kreji agenda. That's you a funny to, bit. You have to do that. I got, I got to do that. Um, I agree with like, uh, I just, it's hard to know what the values are, man. I, I, <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> Reboot him. Uh, take your hair and hygiene to the next <laughs> level with Duke Cannon. Um, I don't know. I like the idea of a Toronto trade. I think that's the best partner. I like you know a Gary Trent Jr. type thing. And it was was it a player option or is he unrestricted? He's, he's going to be a free agent, but they could they sign could and sign a sign and trade, trade thing like Gary Trent Jr. and is Pascal Bring Siakam like an option or do we not want that? Well, we want that, but Pascal Siakam is better than Carl Anthony Towns. I also like the number yeah, 43. Like, the Wolves haven't had a good number 43. Haskell Siakam is going to probably it how might many, be all NBA Okay, okay but how many second round picks do we have to throw in to get Siakam? Yeah. We have 40 <laughs> second round picks? All the second More round picks less. we got in the D-Lo con. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. We're, gloss, we're glossing over this. 
we need more weird numbers on the Timberwolves. We had a lot of number 23s, what about ones, 27, 32. These are common. 43. 32? 32's common. It's Michael Jordan backwards. I see 32s a lot. Um, I want a number 43. Do we have a 43 in Wolves history? Um, I Anthony don't. Tolliver, was he 43? No. Mm, hang on. I'm typing in Anthony. Michael Doliak. Did, did he play for the Timberwolves? Michael Doliak? Yeah. yeah, he did. Hang on. Number 43, two players, Chris Carr and Anthony Tolliver. I knew it. Okay. Let's see. Oops, I played a too short ad. Let's see. The weirdest number in Timberwolves history as I... 67, Taj Gibson. No, 88. That's such a good the number. Elitza was weird. No, if they're no. the same number, it's less yeah. weird than... Yeah, but 88's weird. But it's not weirder than 67. I think 67's weirder. I like... There's something about even numbers, Just double because even you like numbers. it doesn't make it not yeah, weird. Yeah, no, but it's sequential. You like weird it's stuff. It's sequential. Like Name three weird things I like, Brandon. You levy these weird things against me. And, and, and the kit guy, you can't say that guy. Bit. <laughs> I love Crashy. Yeah, you can't say Vid Crashy because that's real. Um, it might be sixty-seven. My computer froze. Won't let me go back to it. Durf, your thoughts on the weirdest number ever worn? Fifty-one. You're talking weird. about the number. I, what are you? If you we were to, what are your targets in the off season? What do you want them to do? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I already said I want them. I want both centers gone. I don't want a center on this team. I don't want anyone over no six centers over six. Eight. We tried all centers. Now I want no centers. I told you guys I want to flip the lineups. I want the front court to play back court, back court to play front court. Did you watch? You must have watched the most recent episode of Ted Lasso. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. No, uh, I, I, I don't know the trade. I don't know the trade values. That's where I lean into you, Beck. I said before, like what's going to happen is nothing, and we're going to try to move the. Th- we're going to try to make moves around the margins, but, um, as I said before, I. I would like to just punt on both and kidnap uh, Walker Kessler from Utah and <laughs> um, play center for us. I have a hard time trusting Tim Connolly with big moves. I do trust him for the marginal moves. Yeah. Maybe like we he, need two GMs. Yeah, Sasha like, a, like a one Michael the, Scott, exactly. Jim Albert thing. Yes. Some guy handles the big picture. A guy handles the day-to-day. We're moving. We're taking kind of a long time to get through the show sheet. Should we do an ad read here and then go into favorite season moments and possibly Wolves Twitter shoutouts? What a good transition. And over-under recap. Do we like this plan? We can do it, yeah. Okay, let's see here. Jordan, edit this in post-prod. Okay, I have a number one and a number two behind my back. Guess two, two. You want to do two? Okay, Jimmy's Dips time. James Dipperton, 600 years ago, came from Australia to America to start dips. That's not true. Jimmy's Dips, Stewartsville, Minnesota. They make dips. They make dips. They make caramel. They also make coleslaw, baby. It's coleslaw. The, it's officially slaw season. Love even though, coleslaw. even though the like the weather got cold again, it's it's we're in slaw season territory. So don't sleep on the slaw. It deserves a place at the table at your picnic. There's nothing better than mixing your hot burger with melted cheese with some cool crisp Jimmy slaw on the side of the paper plate. Get your coleslaw from Jimmy's at Cub or High V. They also got salad dressing and dips. Don't you be messing with my dressing. If you mess with the dressing, I am going to treat you the way I treated Rudy Gobert on Twitter in December, which is not very nice. You were mean. <laughs> I was a mean guy. And then he adopted the cat and it was great. Um, he adopted cat? I can't believe it. You didn't hear? It's a very cute thing. Carl Sr. is really <laughs> sad about it. Um, let's see here. Uh, 
Favorite season moments. Let's turn this into an optimistic pod because this has been a bit of a slog, I feel like, all of a yeah. sudden. Favorite season moments. I just picked the ones that came right to my head. Um, How many do you have? I have eight. I have eight. three. I've, I narrowed mine to three. Um, my first one is the Rudy Kyle kiss. That's oh, my number one. I don't have that one. It was just so great and unexpected and just weird and memeable that I was like, yes, Rudy Kyle kiss was amazing. Uh, Durf, you give us one of your moments. We'll just go around the table and we'll just go, whoa, yeah, I had that one too. Um, Nas Reed hitting that end of regulation three with point two seconds left on point three seconds left. What happened in the rest of that game? I think I, it was like, I, that's uh, why I specifically yeah. <laughs> said that moment. No, I wasn't, I wasn't mocking you. I was just saying like, Oh, we, I, I, I never saw the end well, of we that probably, one. We yeah. probably won. With all that momentum, we definitely won. Let's just assume that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I can do um, in like line with your Kyle Anderson kiss one. One of my favorite moments was having Kyle Anderson. Yes. This is <laughs> um, a surprise coming from just, you. Just a, a tremendous experience. Uh, proud, practicing, slow-mo-sexual, and... Uh, can't wait to see. Can't wait to run back. I hope his eyes are okay. Yeah, that was kind of. You don't. You yeah. don't want to hear about an eye injury. Not yeah, great. but next year, goggles, slow mo. Oh, Rex Actually, in NBA don't Live 2001, me. you could add a bionic eye to a player. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was awesome. Oh my god, the graphics were bad, but that shit was cool. Um, did you guys get the slow mo sexual C and D NBA shirt? Not yet. Uh, Jake Scraff collab. It'll happen. I got it, and boy, howdy, is it a great shirt. <laughs> Jake Scraff's recently got a new... We were talking about shirt qualities off yeah. the pod. Recently started doing Comfort Colors, which is a nice, high-quality sh- shirt printer place. So I, I appreciate that, Jake Scraff's. Nice. I see you with the Comfort Colors, and I loved it. Um, the Nas game-winning dunk for uh, Golden State was amazing. I just love how it was. We use the word microcosm a lot. Just like the missed three. Like, oh, yeah. God damn it. It's like, oh, fuck, he has the rebound. Ah! That shit was amazing. Durf. Um, mine is Kyle Anderson adjacent as well. Kyle Anderson's facial expressions in those oh, like so moment he's bringing great. up the bulk, the he's bringing up the ball and he just like sticks out his tongue or like or he's like those crazy. Come on, come he's on. just a yeah, goofy the classic dude. Kyle Anderson rebound, yeah. yelling at everyone to come on, like run on off. Yeah, that was uh, so, Kyle. so funny. What a character, Brandon. All right, this one's a recent one. Mm-hmm. Nikhil Alexander, Alexander Walker, Walker has gorilla, gorilla nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was great. So we're opening every, every show. For yeah, long. that was amazing. Um, my my next one is also a Golden State one. Cat hitting the the D-Lo transition three to win the game was, that was great. One of mine. Special special moment. I just yeah that and again Kyle one Anderson. Of the most memorable moments of Cat's career in a Timberwolves. Year. You think so? I think. Whenever Cat's Timberwolves career is over, that will definitely be on the highlight highlight reel. That was so sick. Again, Kyle Anderson, boop boop boop. Uh, Durf, give us another one. Boop boop boop. <laughs> yeah, that's him <laughs> running. Boop, boop. That's um, him tipping and running. Rudy absolutely smearing the refs in his post game. <laughs> oh, that that was so good, dude. Is it still up in your office? Yeah, it is. I turned it back around <laughs> after after we figured out that that wasn't an issue between him and Kyle Anderson. I was like, okay, yeah, you can. Shout out to future guests on the pod, Chris Hine of the Star Tribune for yes, getting that, that nugget and that uh, interior design stuff for Durf. Brandon, this is fun. I'm having, yeah. my, I'm having lots this, of fun. This one is probably my actual like number one favorite moment of the season. Trading D'Angelo Russell for Mike Conley. <laughs> um, just going from a player that I really just don't like watching to a player that I love watching. Yeah. It was a really, it was a, it was a big moment. 
in uh, in my house. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do a D'Angelo Russell moment because he still played for the team this year and he did provide us with some great moments, especially in like November, December. What was the game where he hit like six threes in a row to bring us back in? What was okay. that one? So wasn't he like the Toronto game? Is that what that was? I think so. He did it twice. He did it in. Uh, it was, it was like a week where he was. Just he on did it against heater. Toronto at home, and he did it against Utah on the road. Yeah, the Utah one was okay. great. So the Toronto one, I was when I was going through this, I was trying to think of like what some of my favorite moments of the season were. The D'Angelo Russell epic comeback against Toronto. I had that game DVR'd, but my power went oh, out about this. at halftime. No. And so I couldn't watch the second half of that game because it this DVR stopped recording. No. So I was watching the game at halftime and then it like got to halftime and I fast forward and all of a sudden everything froze and shut off. So you didn't, you didn't, you never saw the heater. Is that yeah, why you hate D'Angelo? It. it was no, great. It was well after I hated D'Angelo. <laughs> that shit was crazy. And that's again, the intoxicating stuff that I was talking about a couple episodes ago. He went like, on a, he went on the heater in the last game. He was terrible in the Lakers last game. And then he just did his classic D'Angelo Russell, three possessions in a row, three pointer, three pointer, three pointer. They're back in the game. Ah, classic. And then he fouled out. Interesting. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, Durf, what's another moment? I'll just keep going. I'm I'm off my list. I'm just I have, free balling I have now. Four, I have four more. Nice. Um, I think uh, I think probably Nazarene. Yeah, Nazarene. Nazarene. That's a good. That'll be a good uh, lead into our over unders review mm. later. Oh yeah. Um, the next one for me, uh, the play in versus Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um. Just kind of a a cathartic exorcism of lots of demons. Mm-hmm. Like we were dreading the idea. We talked about like, is this the floor of this team? Well, actually, the floor of this team was that they lost that game and missed the playoffs altogether. Yep. Um, and we were just that game going into it felt more like a oh, they better not f this up. Yeah. And it was just to win it in the convincing manner that they did. Just like really was a relaxing, cathartic moment. I Great think, for, for the vibes. We were yeah. on fire. Um, oh, I had I had one last one. Oh yeah, finding out that cat's cod name is not kitten around. It was just <laughs> great. It's just good stuff from that man. Uh, Durf, you have any more, or is it all Brandon from here on out? Um, I feel like we're missing so many. Michael Grady. Michael oh, Grady. Michael Grady. Michael That's Grady. a great one. Man, that one. We we didn't. If we only knew. If, if only uh, they knew. What? Oh, he's just great. Dude. He's so good. He's just so good. On the, top of the being dearly good beloved at his job, he's just cool too. Yeah, he's a cool guy. The dearly beloved was a great call. Um, respect the hay. Great bit. All right. Next for uh, me, right. I have the ant playoff performance. Um, All the ant blocks is one of mine. The, the, the mm-hmm. blocks, the offense, just like. Like I, like I said at the beginning of the show, the validation that what we saw against Memphis last year was real yeah. and that we can really believe in this guy. I think that was that was very special. I was trying to like I was trying to make a graph. Sorry to impede on your territory, Jake's graphs um, last oh night about he has like a trademark on graph. The, I know he owns it. We have to pay him for saying it three times already. And he comes out of the mirror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you say Jake's graphs three times. <laughs> um, uh, but like the the, the, the like. Me, the number of times I say wow during a basketball game and 
Anthony Edwards playing in said basketball game. Like it's just I catch myself so frequently like watching him play and just being like, wow, whoa. Whoa, that was intense. That scared me. I know I said that game three was kind of a soulless experience, except for when Anthony Edwards had the chase down block Mm -hmm. followed by the Euro step into the layup. That was like... That was so hot. That was... Remember remember when you did that? It was... That was awesome. (laughs) That was like... At that moment, it felt like, oh my gosh, Anthony Edwards just saved the season. Yeah. Especially after like the cat turnover. Yeah. Um, you want to go through your last two, Brandon? Yeah. So my last two, um, this one's a weirdly specific one. Uh, we were at this game, Durf and I, January 14th versus the Cavs. Uh, for my money, the best win of the season. Uh, they just played extremely well. Yep. Rudy got hurt really early in that one. And it was a crazy Luca Garza, Nas Reed performance. That's right. Yeah, it was. It was the full strength Cavs. Like Darius Garland, Donovan Ricky Mitchell, Rubio. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. Ricky Rubio had just come back. Um, so we were ready. And like, it wasn't like that the Cavs played that poorly. The, the Wolves just dominated the game. And that at that moment, it was like, oh my gosh, like, here they go. But okay. they never really went. Sidebar. Do we need someone that's played with Ant, Rudy, and Cat? To be a backup okay, point guard. Ricky Rubio has been so bad. I know, is that sad? But for vibes, would be just incredible. I maybe he can be a coach, but two knee surgeries. He's in his mid thirties. I love Ricky Rubio. I think it's over. I think we sign him. For, it's it's Jover. It's Jover. I think we it's si- Ricky Rubio. <laughs> I think we signed him to a one day and retire his jersey. They're not going to retire Ricky Rubio's jersey. Why not? Because he was never on a good basketball team. Why not? Go work, go work for the Wolves. Work your way up. They have retired Kevin Garnett's number. They're yet. not going to have the team store guy, team score t-shirt guy into the front office. Tim Connolly, I'll do it though. Okay. Um, and then this is my last one, one and I think it leads us last into, one, I think it one. leads us into the Wolves uh, Twitter Okay. Talk. Before you well, say that one. We're going to do that because we're running my, okay. my last one. Yes. Okay. Oh, you have one more? I thought you were done. My bad. One Luca Garza. Okay. Continue. Tuck it, tuck it into your pants, dude. <laughs> Sorry, you weren't supposed to see that. Um, Throbbing over here. My last one is uh, specifically the Wolves things bracket and the Wolves 285 were a lot of fun, I think. Mm-hmm. I like doing this podcast with you guys. The yeah. podcast was fun. Do we want to just do Wolves Twitter draft? Let's do Wolves that. Twitter stuff later. Let's do that later so we, we can. So we don't I, have to fly through it. Yeah, because well, like, there's a lot of good stuff. I want to do that with um, maybe one of our off-season episodes. Uh, All right. Wolves over under review. Do you yeah. have an ad read? We'll do the ad read before our wow. Okay. Uh, so for those of you who are who Some are new newer to the show, this was on our first ever episode of Crunch Wears No Pants. It was the preseason, and we prepared 15 over-under prop bets. It was a lot of over-unders. It was a lot the of segment over- went long, and that's been a trend the for the show. The segment went ever over. Yes. And they, were, they, were, they weren't like typical over-unders. They weren't like wins or anything like that. They were weird things like, how many dunks is Jordan McLaughlin going to get? Spoiler alert, the under hit on that one. <laughs> um, and we all went through. We picked over under on them as as hosts. We also put out a Twitter polls for all of them and had our our listeners vote on them. And uh, the listeners was just for fun. The rule is whoever had the most of the over unders will get a throwback Timberwolves jersey of the choosing of the two losers, and they have mm. to buy it for them. 
So you yeah, least, I forgot and, about the wager. Uh, Durf and Jally do not know the results. We do not. So we are revealing you do? them. Does Beck? I do, yeah, I, he I have it prepped. Uh, All right. Yes. So we can just go uh, one by one. Give it to me, Daddy. The first Sorry. over under was uh-huh. Rudy Gobert uh-huh. three pointers. I was so close the to hitting this one. Over under was 0.5, and Rudy Gobert was like an so inch close. away in game, in game one. one. And I said that it was. Good. I said it would be at end of the quarter heave, and it would. It was almost so happen. close. Shit. He also he also attempted that one in the Bucks game. Yeah. Airballed. Hilarious. Yeah. Great bit. Rudy is so fucking funny. Uh, the over under was 0.5. The actual number was zero. The under hit on that one. I took the under. Durf and Jally both took the overs. The listeners took the overs. So score one for me on that one. Wow. Wow. We, tooting his own horn. I can't believe us and the listeners were like, yeah. <laughs> I think it was I think it was around that time where like there was like a, a practice video of like yeah. Rudy and Kat yeah. and Rudy was and like he was knocking like kind of shooting in Euro basket. Yeah. Like not threes, yeah, but like doing those like the the Rudy turnaround in like game game three. Oh, <laughs> it was so art, funny. Art. All right, keep going. Also, the Rudy turnaround in the Kings game is also one of my favorite <laughs> moments. Is how ugly Rudy's backless bag is amazing. Okay, back to the over-unders. The next one was Jordan McLaughlin dunks. We were ambitious with this one. The over-under was 4.5. What do you get? Um, his car- and this was not out of line. This is based his- in reality. Yeah, this was not out of line from his career. Uh, but he had zero. Um, this this season. Really? He missed a lot of time with the calf injury. Yeah. Was kind of out of the rotation towards the end of the year. Um, so I took the over on that one. L for me. The three of you, the two of you, plus the listeners all took the under. Congratulations. Yeah. Point for you guys. Yeah, listeners. The next one, this was this was a close one. D'Lo hairstyles. We set mm. the over under at 4.5. The actual number was four. Damn. So we didn't count like variations of like like dreads so, up or down. Like that, are those the, different? Yeah, okay. So the hairstyles were L.A. Rams. I don't like that one. He always played bad with the Rams. Floppy hair. braids. That's when he has like the yeah. braids in the headband. I love the floppy messy braids. bun. Messy bun's the best. Is the back and Lonnie Walker the messy bun on the top? Yes. Yep. Those were the three. Hair, those were the, the four, four hairstyles. And uh, so I, Dur, uh, Jally, you and I both took the under on that one. I believe your rationale was he's a father now and doesn't have time. Yes. yes. And you said shaved head. Dur, I said he might shave his head. For um, the playoffs, if I remember. For the playoffs, right. yeah. <laughs> Dude, if D'Lo did that, I would be like, that would be great. And then Durf, you took the over. Sad. The listeners took the under. So that is uh, points for Jally and I. So the score is 2-1-2-2. Two, two, two. I'll reveal the score at the end. Ah, good. My brain hurt. The next one. I can't remember all this shit. The next one was Nas Reed games. Uh, and we described Nas Reed games as it's like porn. You know it when you see it. Yeah. The over under for Nas Reed games was set at 7.5. We didn't think Nas Reed was going to play very much. The actual count of Nas Reed games was 10. He had a lot 10 of games. 10 Nas Reed games. The only people to take the over on Nas Reed games were the listeners. We did not believe we all took the under. Dude. L for us. Panty Nation. I'm pretty sure we wanted to take the over, but Beck talked us out of it. He was like, he's not going to play. Well, I mean, he was he's right for the, I mean, the first month he didn't really play. Yeah, yeah but Panty he wasn't Na- right though. Dude, Panty Nation is so smart and hot. So hot. So hot and smart. So hot. Heart. Hot smart. All right, the next one. <laughs> God Durf. damn it, Durf. Not Durf. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh at my shit. We, gotta we don't know if the, That's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 come right, on, hurry up. Hey, go, go, go. Next over under one. Hey, 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 hey,
done. Okay. The next over under was ant posters. We set this number at 7.5. You don't have that. Ant hit, ant hit the over on January 27th, and I stopped counting. He had that many posts? So he, had he had two in one game, the Rockets game. That really oh, like yeah, vaulted yeah, yeah, yeah. him into it. Poor Sanguine. And congratulations to us and the listeners. We all took the over. We believed in Anthony Edwards. Yeah, we smoking that shit. <laughs> the, the next one was cat cringe quotes. This one was looking dicey in the middle of the season. The number was 5.5. Cat was MIA for like three months and he was sitting at one cringe quote. It was, I know y'all think it's funny when he's up here talking about Popeyes and all that shit. That doesn't make me happy to hear. And we thought the cat was just going to disappear and we weren't going to get any more cat cringe quotes. And then the Atlanta game happened. <laughs> he came back and he had five within the interview. Very efficient. And so the over hit on cat cringe quotes at six. Uh, Durf, you and I hit on that over. Jally, you took the under. I was believing on him. And the listeners took the over. The next one was players to play at least one minute. The over-under was set at 18.5. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what the final number on this one was? No, I'm trying to think. So I'm going to say we hit, 17. We hit all 12 on the roster, plus D'Lo, 13, plus Nah 14. But, uh, I think it's the under. I think it's 17. The actual number was 20. Really? The, actual, the full roster is 17, guys. Oh. So... Oh. We had 17 guys. We had one game from A.J. Lawson. I forgot about the A.J. Lawson game. And Everyone cheered. D'Angelo Russell for Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker mm-hmm. was 19 and 20. Got and then it. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is one of the 17. The two-way he contracts count. He was saying count. on top of the like, 17. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. So they, the roster is... But we, ra- he was a late addition after, well, but a, he was after AJ, Lawson. He replaced A.J. Lawson. Still counts as a plus one. Well, then A.J. Lawson is part of the 17 originally. Yep. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> no. I no, want to know which I like this guy better. Uh, also, hot take, we got to bring back Matt Ryan. I like his bench swag. Okay. <laughs> uh, Durf, you and I both took the under on that one. Uh, we didn't believe they were going to have the ammo to make trades. Yep, that's true. And they made one trade, and that pushed the pushed it to the over. Jally, you took the over. Hell yeah, because I'm fucking smart, Congrats. dude. Let's crack in. Matt Ryan. The next one was D'Lo, no-look assists to Jordan McLaughlin. The Oops. classic backdoor cut, D'Lo, no-look assists to Jordan McLaughlin. That number it. was 7.5. Uh, there was, was one. two. Yeah. And uh, so congratulations, Jally. You and I took the under. We're so smart. And the listeners took the over. Dude, this is a Matt Ryan-esque performance for me. Super smart. Super fun. The next three were uh, specific to our Twitter behavior. And we, like the person who it is about was exempt from from choosing over or under on this because they had control over it. So the first one I can't believe Durf Ted cruised 16 times, which is when you like a porn account. (laughs) Yeah. And then you go, that wasn't me. That was an intern. That was an intern. You did that 16 times. So the first one was Brandon tweets that Jordan McLaughlin is the greatest point guard of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the over under was 9.5. Amazingly, with how terrible Jordan McLaughlin was in the second half, and he missed a huge chunk of games. This one was close. Seven. Damn. What do we take? What do we mean, Durf take? Durf took the over. Jally took the under. Because I'm smart. Congratulations. Be Jally, bad. this is a good run for you. That's three in a row. I am the Matt Ryan of this podcast. The next one, 
Uh, for listeners unfamiliar, um, he has switched his affinity to Luca Garza, but Durf was a Greg Monroe super super stan at one point. Uh, Number of times Durf tweets about Greg Monroe, the over-under is 9.5. Gentlemen, what do you he, think the actual number was? I think he hit it. Do replies count? The actual number was zero. <laughs> you didn't tweet shit about Greg Monroe this year? I responded I tried to, to Jeremy. I tried to bait one out of you one time, and you just liked it. <laughs> I Yeah. Jeremy got some preguntas. I swear, tweeted at us and was like, "It's time." Yeah, there's a picture of him, and I think I just said, "Like, yeah." You didn't actually type. I think Greg I was Monroe. like, "Hell yeah, yeah!" Like yeah. I didn't. I referred to it, but I didn't say it. Yeah, because the way I the way I look these up is I search for our usernames and like. When did you do this? Because I probably yesterday. Not... Okay. 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 Sounds good. The next one is Jally tweets about fear being the mind killer. The over under was. 49 and a half. I crushed it. I crushed it. I think it's over. I got to 50 and I stopped counting. (laughs) (laughs) And that was in December. Yeah, it was it was a lot. What was it? Me saying it? Also, my replies. My replies are pretty. Any like reference to fear being the mind killer. So yeah, your replies counted. Okay. So when you said were you were you I baited a couple out of you because I I had the over, so I tried to bait a couple out of you. Yeah, the goose. Yeah, but goose. You you were you it did not not matter because it was you you it was probably it was probably 50 in the it last would have two been, weeks. You probably yeah. had like 70. People, uh, especially like the, <laughs> near the end of the series, like, fear's a mind killer, Jally. I'm like, hell yeah. Your retweets didn't count. Okay. Just tweets. Someone said that at the Wolves game and I really appreciated that. <laughs> Whoever you are, I love you. Uh, everyone took the over on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who gets it's, the jersey? It's not done yet. We have oh, four more. What the fuck, really? The next one was the president of Boss Basketball Operations hooks up with the head of PR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the over-under was 0.5. That number was zero. Well, we, we, we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. We all took the under. You were trying, trying to jack your way out of points? <laughs> well, it's points for all of us. So yeah. The next one, Jalen Noel, 30-point games. The over-under was 1.5. Do you guys know uh, if this one hit? No, it was only one, right? It was he only like one. 20. He, he did. Had, he had a 30-point game against Utah, right? After the Mike Conley trade, but before mm-hmm. Mike Conley played. Jalen Noel had a 30-point yeah. game, and he had a couple, like, 27s I was gonna say, at yeah. the beginning of the year. Yeah, it was real close. But uh, I took the under on that one. Durf Jellion listeners all took the over. Oh, no. Jalen. The next one was All-Stars. Uh, the over-under was 1.5. We had one. It was Anthony Edwards. We were like, well, this is obvious. It's just, is it going to be Cat or Rudy? <laughs> <sighs> you thought it was going to be D'Angelo Russell. I, I really was smoking that shit. <laughs> uh, we all took the over on this one, the under hit. So boo for us. Boo, boo. for the Timberwolves for only having one all-star. Yeah, I can't believe yeah, come it. Come get out of here. And the last one, Larry O'Brien trophies <laughs> for the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> the over-under was set at 0.5. Unfortunately, the number is zero. Durf, Jally, and the listeners all took the over. <laughs> Fear's the mind. I didn't want a stupid jersey anyway. I took the under. Are you ready for the final standings? I think that means you won. The final standings. Coming in dead last with only five correct was a Nate Alsdurf. Let's go, baby. Your fervent belief. It's my first year ever watching basketball. Your fervent belief in their uh, championship odds, their all-stars. 
their uh, D'Angelo Russell's hairstyles did not. Some pay of us off believe. Some of us still have hope. I love that yeah. faith. Yeah. And your result is you have to go have these on a jersey for one of us. Six dollars. Coming mm. in second to last, the listeners with seven. Oh, this this jersey's paid for. The <laughs> listeners are chipping in. <laughs> and coming in second place with eight. Who was it? Jordan Allen. Damn it. I wanted to win another jersey. <laughs> no way. Coming in first place because I had the courage to say they were not going to win the championship. It really, it really this year. came down to that. Do you have nine? I had nine. Damn it. No uh, one's checking his work. And if you hadn't gotten it, that, this is why I was trying to bait fear as the mind killers out of you. If you hadn't hit that, it would have been a tie. Damn. <laughs> you didn't have to bait that out of me. I was yeah, like, it, I, I didn't know because I didn't want to go through and count them all. I was yeah. smoking that shit. <laughs> so, gentlemen, you get to pick the jersey, but. You owe me one. What size are you? Uh, probably a child's large. medium. Child's medium. <laughs> can I, can, I might flex for an we XL. We didn't say on, it had to vintage, work. On vintage. XL is too big. Hey, but some of those vintage I wanna, ones. I want to be in on who it, who it is. Though. I know. We're going to do it right now. Oh, right now. Oh, you're okay. picking one right now? I, I get an email every morning about this. It has to be wolves, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like, the, their other rule was like it couldn't be like a big timer. So it couldn't be like KG or yeah. cat or anything. Oh, that's too cool. Um, like, that's the thing though. I want like Dante. There it is. Oh fuck, no, we can't do that one. Dante yeah, I'll get the the Cunningham. I was at the game where Dante Cunningham went ten for ten from the field. Oh, I was at the game where Eddie Griffin ran into the train. Was that like twenty fifteen? <laughs> well, he was. Oh, well, he no. was having a good time. So that was the gas station. Oh, a different time. I think we. I think you what messed that. What a way to go! Like that's the second time you've messed that up. I think we started the pod yeah. this year with that. Uh, you know, you can never mess up putting Joe Mama salsa on anything. Um, so I've gone away from eating chips, but okay. I've been I've been making taco bowls in my weight loss journey, Ooh. and I throw some Joe Mamas on there. Oh boy, howdy! And I've lost twenty pounds. Don't be like you're eating yeah, taco I was bowls. Say, Jolly was telling me before this, he's lost twenty pounds, and he's been eating exclusively yeah. Jimmy's dips and Joe Mama's salsa. You know why? Tomatoes, fruit. Uh, yeah. Peppers, vegetables. Uh, what else is in salsa? Broth. <laughs> broth. <laughs> Tomato broth. broth. Oh, That's called juice. I don't think. I don't yeah. think Joe Mama salsa has has broth. But oh, I do it's know branded. It's, it's super it's, trademarked. I do know that they have uh, locally sourced ingredients from the Midwest. They're from River Falls, Wisconsin. Ooh. Normally, we swear off Wisconsin things, but we embrace Joe Mama's and we embrace Giannis. So, and and I'll embrace Ray Allen and just historical Bucks jerseys because they're great. Michael Red, Oscar Abdul Jabbar, Oscar, no Lou Alcindor. At that time, mm, no, he was no, he, he was, was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was, yeah. was Lou Alcindor in college. He he was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That, I thought he had a couple of years as Lou Alcindor. I don't know when he changed it. Well, whatever. Uh, who else was gonna say the Big O? Bob Cousy. Um, he played for Boston. Did he play for? He was a player coach for the Bucks. Oh, what? Bob Cousy was. Hang on, Joe Mamas. You'll get your ad read. We gotta <laughs> do the show real quick. Bob uh, Cousy was a player coach with the Oscar Robertson's early days for Cincinnati. He huh. played seven games for Cincinnati. Well, then the freaking then the unauthorized bio I read of Oscar Robertson in fourth grade was very wrong because I thought Bob Cousy was a player coach with the Bucks for a very long time up until this moment in time. It I mean, on every pod you've Bob been Cousy on. was a player coach for the Cincinnati Royals in 1969. Did he, Oscar Robertson play with him? Because I thought I had this. Oscar Robertson was on that team. Then why did the did I misread the autobiography when I was in fourth grade? Well, Oscar I Robertson, must have. Oscar Robertson I played for the Bucks later in his career. Yeah, but what about Bob Cousy? Or did the did the Roy- Cincinnati Royals turn into the Bucks? Yeah, I don't know that. 
Maybe. There's um, nowhere to know. There's no nope, way to know. They did not. Well, there is anyway, no. Well, there was, there was two teams in 1970. One of them was the Cincinnati uh, Royals, and one of them was the Milwaukee Bucks. Anyway, anyway, but like blurred lines, blurred lines. Blurred that song. Lines. I know you. That, want I don't it. want to talk about this song. I know. You I want to talk about Joe Mama's salsa. Let's talk Joe, more about it. Joe Mama's no. salsa. I know you want it. <laughs> it's <laughs> you a magic. Use that. It's a magic carpet ride for your mouth. Everyone knows it. Everyone's tweeting it. Everyone's talking about it. They got the original. They got the Mama's baby, which is the mouth. The mango pineapple. You know Nobody my freaking. Thoughts. thoughts roasted garlic and smoking hot mama there's something for everyone in the family okay joe mama's for real it's not like those big salsa yeah shows. i was gonna say do we do we f with big salsa no Absolutely not, not no no we only f with locally sourced locally made salsa like joe mama's all right um and remember they have that fundraising bit going on as the baseball season comes into swing or like your hockey. Organi- hockey. Yeah. Well, they, they, they have the market on hockey and the hockey season is done for youth. Get a start on next year. You can start maybe if you have like a jazz band or a concert band that you're in and your kids in at school, you can do fundraising through Joe Mama Salsa at Joe Mama's Joe Mama's J O M O M M A S dot com slash fundraising. Drop the fundraising and just buy some salsa from their website because it's freaking bomb. It's also like Cub Foods or High V. Um, and that is it. It is time for Random Wolf of the Week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Durf, did you get the hints right this time? Uh, no, I made them up. <laughs> because last time, last time Durf had Random Wolf of the Week, he tried to convince us Marcus George's hunt averaged like 80 points a game. Which uh, is, it was 79. We should have seen through that. We should have seen <laughs> yeah. through that. Yeah, I don't know why you guys got through five clues before you realized that was false. Random Wolf Mead. Drew All right. Clue. Clue. One. No, we get Una, it. We, Una, we, Una, we get, our, oh, we get right. our, our free hint. Okay. Anthony Davis. No, I had, I was thinking about this the other day and I, I think I, I've got Durf pegged for his, his like typical era of guys. 2007 to 2015. Is it uh, Chase Budinger? <gasps> it is not. Remember when we signed uh, him we were like, oh wow, we got Chase from the Rockets. So wow. wow. I feel like you guys have guessed Chase before. That's, but it's just like, I'm just going to keep guessing guys in that era for you. I know. That's when we watched in college right. and there's a lot of white dudes. Clue numero uno. Number one. That's number one for our non-Spanish Thank you for the listeners. translation. Um, a seventh overall pick. This former Timberwolf was just one year removed from overlapping with co-alumnus and future NBAer Roy Hibbert. Is that Derek Williams? No. That was second overall pick. Uh, oh. Roy Hibbert... Seventh overall, Roy Hibbert played at Georgetown. Georgetown. Yes. Yeah, I got it right. Let's go college basketball. I'm fucking the Matt Ryan of our wall. <laughs> really using Seventh that overall Ryan. pick. I'm he, smoking that shit. <laughs> so he played with Roy Hibbert in college. Yeah. So well, he didn't play with him. He he was one immediately year, after him. He yeah. was competing with him. Maybe if they played one on one or five on five, he would have been a recruit. I think. Roy Hibbert was in college in 1963. No, nope. because <laughs> he looked old all the time. Um, no, 2005, right? Seven? I don't know. Uh, he went to Wake Forest. I was going to say Jeff Teague. Uh, Chris Paul went to Wake Forest. So did Jeff Teague. Really? Yeah. What about Dwayne Wade? Marquette. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler. These are these are not Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler is. Yes. That was a fun time, except for the end. Um, Matt Ryan? No. Seventh overall pick. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> Not by the Timberwolves, probably. Up. This is clue number yeah. one. Um, uh, I think uh, he went to Florida, but I know he was the seventh overall pick. Corey Brewer. It is not Corey Brewer. Uh, I knew it was Matt Ryan. Clue number two. 
over his NBA career, said former Timberwolf averaged a solid 13 points per game, 7.2 rebounds on an efficient 51.4%. Is this a Ramon session? That's about that time. No, that's too many rebounds for Ramon Sessions. You doubt Ramon Sessions the same way you doubt Matt Ryan. <laughs> it's gotta be a big it's gotta be a big guy. Doesn't have to be a big guy. Jordan McLaughlin gets rebounds. Seven rebounds is a lot. You can get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um Pat Bev. Pat Bev wasn't seven overall. He was undrafted. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Greg Monroe. <laughs> is that your final guess? Yeah, no, he didn't go to Georgetown. But he was the seventh overall pick. Oh, it's not, is it Greg Monroe? Are you pick? Are you, yeah, yeah yes, picking, it yeah. is Greg Monroe. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the fi- pick the, number three. The f- or clue number three. We got it. Yeah, but I want to hear it. <laughs> I still want to hear the clues. Your, your reaction was so monotone. How did You're we like, not right, know it was Greg Monroe? I know. <laughs> we, were, we were just talking about this. I forgot we were doing that today. So I was like, oh, shit. They're for sure going to guess this right away. Nope. Um, we did. So the remaining clues dumb. were, and I didn't use ChatGPT for these three. Me, I, I've never I tra- used ChatGPT. I Chat actually GPT tried it, and it was nonsense. You just say, make it harder, make it harder, make it harder. At least four times. This guy doesn't know how to chat GPT. All right. So clue number three was 17 years and nine teams later, he decided to hang up his jersey for good uh, on teams including Utah, Boston, Toronto, Detroit, Minnesota, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Washington. Well, he played it for Washington in between stints with us, right? Yeah. Some of them were like, again, more 10-day contracts. I don't know what year he played for Phoenix. But, oh, yeah. He had a wild run right after Milwaukee. And then <laughs> clue number four. Wait, no. Clue number. Th- yeah. Clue number four was Ish. in his four regular season games of the Timberwolves. He averaged 7.3 points per game, six boards and four. I think that was supposed to be assists. How legendary was Greg Monroe then, versus Boston? And then clue number five believe it. was this former Timberwolf still owes me a game worn jersey <laughs> and is also known as the Moose. Does he owe you a game worn jersey? Yeah, just because I tweeted at him after that one game yeah. that he played. And I was I mean, like, I need your jersey. Because they, they weren't going to sell owes them. It, and he owes it to you. Well, I mean, it's a, it. it's a binding contract. Yeah, tweets. Everyone sees tweets. Everyone knows this. Uh, all right. We have reached the end of the show. I have a thing that I want to say. Do we have time for this? You guys care? Yeah, we have. No, oh shit. We're getting down. Is it to about it. me? No, it's not about that. It's about. Derp sucks. <laughs> Derp goes, I am sick of it. <laughs> go, is it about me? He goes, no, it's not about that. You know, you know, <laughs> like, you know, specifically what I was referring to. Uh, it's not about that thing we're not supposed to talk about. What? I have one last thing before we hang it up. Uh, fans need to chill out, man. I feel like Wolf's Twitter is so stressed. There's so much doom and gloom uh, when the reality is like the new starting five of Conley and Jaden, Cat, and Gobert only played five games together this year the full lineup of those five plus Nas Kyle not and Torian Prince only played one game together healthy I know we did a lot of like bitching about the team and the and and the the falters and the weaknesses and those are all very real but let's keep in mind this season was really weird and unfortunate and that's the reality our starters played seven five games together um the full 10 and the rotation played one the other reality is um calling for firing finch is probably a dumb idea you want to know what knee jerk firing coaches does it stunts players growth and creates bad habits yeah. you know who is an example carl anthony towns four coaches and five gms in his eight-year career well, that's not a recipe for success at all um Finch has taken us to the playoffs twice in a row. One of those years was when he maximized a scrappy group of underdogs, and the other was during an injury plague season in which he was tasked with an experiment that combines 14 feet of skin and half a billion dollars of contracts. And every year, every year, Anthony Edwards gets better. And every time anyone asks Anthony Edwards 
about what he likes about Minnesota. He talks about how much he loves Finchie and how much Finchie challenges him. And that's, and also, that's like, all you need to know. They're, we're the Minnesota Timberwolves. Making the playoffs two years in a row is, good. is like the second most amazing accomplishment in franchise history. It's good. Uh, the final reality is that the 2022-23 City Edition jerseys were good. I don't want to hear anything else. No. Just kidding. Uh, well, no, I, I do believe that. But the actual final reality is that uh, something, Nate, you touched on in one of our first episodes is that uh, being miserable and acting cynical and being unsurprised that a Minnesota team lost doesn't make you smart or cool or edgy. It makes you sad and sufferable. And I think it makes you more stressed out, which makes you ugly and that lowers your life expectancy. Stress leads to death and you give it to yourself. So fear is the mind killer. Shape up. Get some Kwisatz Haderach energy. Kwisatz Haderach. Jeez, I fucked that up. Kwisatz Haderach from know, Dune. I, I don't know what that is. It's the it's what Paul Atreides is. I've only seen it once. I've only read it. Oh, I haven't read I haven't read the book yet. Oh, the book is great. I have the book. We should read. I have it. plenty of books. But basically, I have, I have lots of books, but I need I <laughs> don't read very fast. My whole bit is I can't read. It's not a. It's it's. I've just memorized words. Like you're I'm not, not convinced I know how to read. I've just memorized a lot of words. You're, it's not cool or like. Yeah. I, I don't know what what clout you're hunting for when you're trying to be negative like that, but it's just annoying, and I think it's kind of gross. If watching the Timberwolves makes you miserable, then don't stop do it. watching. Don't do it. Okay. Yeah. It's we okay to have fun. The uh, the final thought. Oh, another final reality is that don't, please don't do that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so there's a thing and lemons. Yes, and, go. Um, um, we, we love you. Do you the, have the you final, the final thought was yes. Um, there will be future episodes. But, oh, but I I just was gonna say, uh, this was a really fun time doing a podcast with three buddies, three brothers, two two brothers, brothers. with and three with these three? brothers have a strong bond <laughs> with three buds watching the game we love and I'm it's fun that you guys tuned in yeah and, and they blow up the mood. <laughs> We're just three three dudes, you know, talking hoops, yeah, and we're happy and then, that you guys listen. And then a no, Mexican cool. armada. Okay. <laughs> two brothers. It's just called two brothers. I, I love that. I was trying to be heartfelt. I was like, should we do the thank you this week or next episode? No, whatever. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This is, uh, it's pretty crazy. I was never. Nah, I don't need to go into a big diatribe about it, but it's very special and we love you. I love you guys. I love the listeners. Love. I love Pain Nation. I love Thomas. 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 I'm scared to move him, but can Thomas put, is can here. Can we put Thomas on the mic? Thomas, hop on the mic. And come and see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yes. <laughs> this is, this yes, is producer, to the show. This is producer Thomas. He's been helping us out all He's year. Been killing it. We love it. What was your favorite sexual ad read that we had to delete? <laughs> Two episodes ago? I forgot, <laughs> I, I forgot what I said. But I, is it the grandma one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was amazing um we love you also very much make poltabsports.com your homepage. make sure you subscribe to uh no pants crunch crunch wears no pants on freaking spotify or google podcast or podcast.com backslash pantless pod genre uh and also make sure you That's follow how i listen <laughs> <laughs> it's a really horrible user interface uh and make sure you follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok at no pants crunch hey do you guys like that i posted on the instagram like eight times in one yeah, day just, <laughs> is remarkably inconsistent with the social media <laughs> presence. it's all twitter 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 uh we freaking love you if i catch you driving unsafe guess what we're gonna find you we're gonna steal your pants <laughs>
Pumped. I'm not paralyzed, <laughs> but I seem to be struck by you. I want to make you move. Because you're standing still. 